Um, well, I just tried on a pair of pants that don't even button. So. Oh, good Lord. I'm having a really good day. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to I Have to Tell You with Annie and Genevieve. We have returned to bless your ear holes. We are back. Once more, we're in our remote setup. Yeah. Um, Annie, where are you coming to us from today? Coming from the butthole of America, Orlando. Um, I'm here for a conference. Uh, My flight was filled with children, adults and matching Disney tees, Disney ears. It like it was an experience. I just I refuse to travel during spring break anymore. You are once again coming to us from the house of mouse. Yes. Literally <laughs> give me a break. Like I'm I'm done. I last time you were coming from Anaheim. I like Disney didn't land that it was here. Like I knew it was in Florida, but for some reason I just didn't put two and two together till like I saw a line of Disney adults parading down my for somebody who is so anti-Disney you sure spend a lot of time in the house of mouse girl. I don't really do I don't even know where it is in relation to like where I am right now I'm gonna look you... okay another thing too I just got to this hotel very nice hotel very nice hotel there was a man with no shoes in the lobby sir so no. sir. sir sir yeah that was we, too far. We need to have a word with him. That's inappropriate to say the least. Um, but at last you are in some nice weather once more. Yeah, it's hot here. It's like 80 and humid, but I'm packing. I'm going to Savannah this weekend too. So I'm packed. I like packed for Savannah, not for 80 degrees and Savannah is 60. The inaugural boyfriend trip. Yeah, it's the big one, but he might be too ill to make it. Are you kidding? I wish I was. Take an emergency and power through. It's the inaugural trip. I wish I, there were some tears in the airport this morning, but we, we oh, made good it Lord. I survived. Okay. Well, we'll be praying for you. <laughs> no, pray for him. Pray he gets All over All of this. you. Well, um, it's good to see you. Good to hear from you. It's been a while. Um, I know. I feel like I... Was at a bachelorette party, so I was OOO. Yeah. Out of office. Um, there's also just zero service there, so I like couldn't talk to anyone. I've never been more battered and bruised in my entire life. Both tops of my feet are bruised. It looks like I got hit by a train. I don't even know. Oh. Like I, I would just be standing, Genevieve, and then I'd fall over. <laughs> Alcohols will do that to you. I'm gonna call it elevation. Wasn't the alcohol? It, it was the elevation change. Yep, of South Dakota. <laughs> Girl, I was in Deadwood. That's up there. People snowboard yeah. there. People yeah. snowboard there. Um. Well, I'm glad you had a good weekend. I had a good weekend too. Um. It was a weekend full of hockey. I was on my hockey Ooh. wife things. Um. It was the state championship for high school junior gold yeah. teams. And uh, Dan's team won state, which Woo-hoo. is really awesome. And for those of you listening, thinking, why is this bitch talking about her uh, husband's high school team that he coaches? It's not like that, okay? In Minnesota, no, hockey's actually deal. it's a, a big, big deal. deal. It's a big and deal. it's really awesome that they won state because hockey is a really big deal here in Minnesota. And um, it's quite an accomplishment. So round of applause to them. And they have nationals coming up this weekend. So I'm excited about that. Where is that? It's here, actually. The Minnesota team is hosting the national tournament. So all the best hockey teams from the nation are gathering here. It's really nice to like that he doesn't have to go anywhere. Like that the boys will be just like ready. Yeah. So they have a home home field advantage. Um, It was also a big weekend for my um, secondary boyfriend, Matt Boldy, number 12 on the wild. He had some (laughs) really amazing plays and he had another amazing play last night. Um, They were playing uh, the New Jersey Devils, actually, and they were in overtime and Matt Boldy made this a one point to to win the game literally the time was zero and 0.1 seconds when he scored the goal that's actually nuts 
I bet it was he insane. Got kissed on the lips after that. I just always love seeing your Instagram. <laughs> it's a Mad Boldy fan account because <laughs> you just repost the Minnesota Wild. <laughs> Literally, they post a video of Matt Boldy immediately to my. Story. No, it's so funny because it's like it's like you like picking apples and like being so wholesome. That's like Matt Boldy and like just like it's such a different feed experience every time I go on Instagram. <laughs> Listen, it's it's the one thing that I'll ride for is Matt Boldy. Um, and I did get in trouble last night for talking about Matt Boldy too much. With Dan? Um, yeah. He said that I was fangirling uh, too hard. Daniel. But listen, if if you've seen the videos of what this man can do on the ice, you'd be fangirling too. Also, we're allowed to fangirl. Um, but other than that, that's really all. Um Oh, I do have a jacket update for for the team. Um, last week on the pod, we were talking about jackets. I was gonna say your jacket looks really good today. Well, thank you. I took a look a look inward, a look into mm-hmm. the closet, and found that I actually have a lot of jackets. I just don't wear them. I have a whole collection of blazers that I never wear. So that I'm happens be making to the best of us. A more concerted effort to wear my blazers in a more casual way. Wear my jackets. So if you see me wearing a blazer at an inopportune time, yeah, just know I'm doing this for me. This is a me journey. This is about me, not you. So get over it. Yeah. So that's a little speeded up intro, little little catch up. Um, We have some good topics for you guys today. Mm -hmm. We are going to talk about, um, we're going to talk about etiquette. We're going to talk about manners. (laughs) uh ways to behave yourself proper properly proper (laughs) ways to be proper um for those of you who have not heard of this there was an article published by the cut um Mm -hmm. a few months ago and it was like a hundred etiquette rules for modern times and it it got some heat people were agreeing people were disagreeing it was there were points in the article where i was like is this woman did she get dropped on the head like i have a lot of opinions some of them were crazy but some of them were also really spot on so we're gonna run through them and tell you guys what we agree with and what we disagree with yes give you guys our hot takes give you guys etiquette from our perspective we're gonna run through it and like there are some things we agree with there's some things we like sort of agree with and then there's Mm -hmm. some things where i was like girl you're out of your damn mind and I do think she was like born and raised in New York and like there's just a certain level of shelteredness you have if you're like born and raised rich in New York yeah I think came out very clearly in this article some of them were really crazy so and we have like an honorable mention section too so we'll get into the ones that we have no feelings on it's just like kind of like WTF um and just to preface this these are these are rules that were put out. These are etiquette rules that were put out by this lady. If we agree with them, you can disagree with them. If you disagree with them and we agree with them, you know, feel free to conduct yourself on unless, a day-to-day basis. Unless it's something that we both agree that we disagree on it, don't disagree with us because you're wrong. Agree to disagree that we can disagree to agree and agree <laughs> to disagree. And basically what I'm trying to say is conduct yourself however you want to on a day-to-day basis. If you are interested in looking inward and seeing if some behaviors you do are maybe viewed negatively by others, or if you don't care. I mean, I always like to try to conduct myself with the most etiquette possible. You but are a very classy lady. I'm not. So this is where it's we're not have. always possible. You know, sometimes you just want to do something that's a little bit unetiquettely, and that's I'm okay. Pretty sure that's not a word, but let's just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> so without further ado, um, <clears throat> let's start with one. This is this is going to be a, a conversation because Ooh. Annie, you had this one on I your disagree, disagree, and I had it on my agree. So go ahead. And you you tell us what the what the so piece of the etiquette was. The prompt was don't voice your allergies onto a dinner party. And it was she was saying like don't make the dinner party by your allergies. And the reason why I disagree with this is like as someone who likes to host, and you do too, Genevieve, 
if mm-hmm. I had a dinner party and someone came and like didn't eat a single thing on their plate and I was like oh my gosh like art like whatever and they're like oh I actually like am super allergic to this I would feel awful I would feel terrible there's things where I'd be like oh that sucks I'm not gonna make a substitution for you but I would want to know about it okay you and I agree on this more than I thought I think you're spot on with that I had it in my agree because as somebody who likes to host, of course, I if somebody's deathly allergic to shellfish, <laughs> I'm not them. gonna have a seafood extravaganza. Okay, you know a seafood but tower. Like, <laughs> if you're allergic to like soy flour, well, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's they're like, just. I think I don't we know. actually agree on this. It's yeah. Don't make it about you. But I, whenever there's like a big group thing, I always text the host. I'm like. Hey, I can't do gluten. I can bring X, Y, and Z for myself. There you go. Yes. I think the main the main takeaway is just be a grown-up about it. You know, if you have an allergy, um, offer to bring something or just eat around it, you know. Don't don't yeah. make it a huge fuss, especially if it's a large dinner party. I will say the exception to this is a small dinner party. I have two very good friends, you and another girly who have gluten restrictions. And mm. if I am having you, just you over, I'm more than happy to make a meal that we can all eat that is gl- gluten limited. Yeah. And like when you do that, you still have like a charcuterie board that has like crackers that have gluten in it. It's not like you're doing mm-hmm. the whole thing for us. Typically, you just choose a main dish that like doesn't have gluten. Yeah. Okay. I feel like that wasn't a good one to fight over. Was kind of no. <laughs> there was no fight. No fight here. No conflict. Okay. Um, oh, I had an- another one. That oh, I we had another really one that we disagreed, disagreed on. The group dinner one? Yes, I had that on my agree. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> okay. For group dinners with friends, always sweat the bill evenly. Yeah. I personally do not agree with that. I think maybe it's the time in my life, but like if I'm on a budget and we're at a fancy restaurant and there's people getting oysters and steak and I'm like, okay, well, you know, on my budget, I, I'm not going to split the bill. If I have a side salad and a glass of white wine and you have three martinis and a steak and oysters. I I actually think that's fair, man. I really wish that you and I could disagree on something, but (laughs) we can't even have a fight. Like I um, get if it's like everyone gets like one drink and one entree. Yeah, yeah, just split it. That's not a big deal. But this like, especially in the article, the way she had worded it, I was like, that's just having money and having privilege because some people just she did afford. Word it a little bit crazily. She was yeah. like, get whatever you want and split the bill. I disagree with that. I yeah. think you should assume if you're with a group that you'll be splitting the bill and you should order accordingly. If you're with a group, don't be crazy and order steak and lobster and 12 martinis, you know, just assume that yeah. you're going to split the bill. And if you want to do that, if that's your vibe for the evening, just let everybody know maybe you're going to get a separate check or that you're going to pick up the, the tip. Yeah. Compensate. Yeah. Or I would say if it's one of those dinners where people are clearly on a different page, like upfront, be like, so are we going to split or are we going to handle it ourselves? Yeah, that way people know and can have that. Part. Also, I feel like when you're with like your friends and stuff, like you kind of know that. Mm-hmm. Like there are certain friends where if I go out to them, I'm like, okay, I know we're not just going to split this because I know some people like make they like to ball friends. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it's kind of situational. But I saw I that agree. one that was furious. Yeah, I it is very situational. But I think okay. I feel like you should always default to splitting the bill. This um, is one that you had in your agree, but you said interesting because I think I had it in my disagree. It oh, I know this one. Never show anyone you're impressed by them. Yeah. And like, I, why did you agree with that? Okay. I actually found this one just so interesting and I would actually like to read, um, what what she what said they had for the yeah. rest of it okay hold on i have yeah, to read it because like the way she worded it was like crazy it was very um fascinating but okay so the article says number 41 never show that you're impressed by anyone 
You might assume I'm saying that you should hold yourself in such high regard that no one else would ever impress you. That is not what I mean. I'm counseling you never to be impressed based on my conviction that being impressed by people you meet is an implicit endorsement of the status competition that dogs so much of our social lives. We're impressed by degrees and professional accomplishments and physical beauty and fame, none of which is the basis of lasting human connections. Developing affection for someone makes you more human. Being impressed by someone makes you less. So I found this really interesting and especially being um, girls who are kind of early in our careers, I yeah. feel like we can very easily get wrapped up in, um, for lack of better terms, the rat race of corporate America yeah. Yeah. and get so infatuated by people's titles and accomplishments. And I think that in a way, um, it kind of like puts yourself down. You know, you're putting yourself on a lower level than them just as a person. Yeah. And so I kind of didn't, I, I I don't think it means like, don't ever um, be impressed by somebody's like accomplishments or like respect their success. But I think it means never like fangirl over another human being, just be yeah. normal. And just... I read it completely differently. So I actually like now hearing your perspective, get it more. Yeah. Like, I totally get what you're saying. Like, don't get so caught up in titles and, you know, years of of work and all that. I read it as like, <laughs> don't be impressed by anyone. And for like, me, you just like, roll your eyes at people. <laughs> literally like, Fuck you. like, you know what I mean? And I was raised in such a structured environment, like military and police, you know? So I'm like, yeah, oh, like their rank, I'm respecting that rank. And like, I fall into, you know what I mean? And so yeah. I read that as like, to me, that would be so disrespectful if I, like, ever treated, like, my dad's friends who, like, rank higher than him in a disrespectful way. But it makes so much more sense in the way you're talking about it as, like, yeah, don't give people this power unless, you know, they've earned it in your eyes. Like, don't just be this coy, think you're less than because they have a different title than you. Yes, I think that, yeah, obviously don't be like disrespectful. Um, but like, okay, one story that I have that kind of goes with this, and I might cut this out if you think this sounds heinous, but um, I can't wait. Sorry. I was at a work event one time and there was another girl who works for our company and she is maybe um, like two years younger than me and she's in... Um, a, a position that's just slightly under mine. Yeah. Um, and I was talking to her about my, you know, position and uh, like my personal life a little bit. And I, I had just gotten married. So I mentioned that um, I was married and um, I had some said something about our house and she asked me how old I was. And I told her, you know, I'm 24 and she was 22. And she was like, I want to be you when I grow up. And I thought that, while that was such a massive compliment, um, I just was like, you know, you can't, like, it's not unattainable. Like, just be like, wow. Well, it's just a different, you guys just awesome. approached it differently. Like, yeah. Yeah, I guess. Because then you're, you're always going to associate her with being like infatuated with how you got to where you were. Like an adulting is hard kind of girl. Yeah. Where it's yeah. like you just made different choices and you spent money in different ways and you guys bought a house and that's what you did. Like it's not yeah, like and like I crazy. getting married at 24 is, you know, there was it was a mixed bag of opinions. It was like some people thought that it was a good thing for us to do, and other people thought that we were literally ruining our lives. So it's like just because I'm 24 and married is not like you know, I, I viewed it as an accomplishment. I mm -hmm. believe it was the right thing for us to do it is something I'm extremely proud of, but it's not like a status thing, you know, like people get married different times in their life and it's just how. I think what's tricky too is like, if, if I didn't know any better, like I would think you're older than you are. Oh and yeah. I'm one of those people that I do think getting married young can, can add a lot of stress to a relationship. Yeah. But when you told me you're getting married, I didn't think twice about it. I wasn't like, oh, they're so young. I was just like, oh, that Aww. makes sense. You know what I mean? Thanks. Like, I think it depends on the couple too. Yeah. Like, 
getting not all of you should be getting married at 24 yeah. <laughs> okay so don't think that i'm condoning also, it's not everyone. easy like it's it's not easy if you don't put in the no. work early in a relationship but you and dan were out of place where it worked for you too and so mm-hmm. i think it's just one of those things where like what works for you is what works for you and at the end of the day you're the person that has to live with that choice and you guys truth choice for you me and personally, that's on marriage baby me personally i could me at 24 girl no. <laughs> We'll have a whole uh, other episode about talking about marriage and all the things because we can dive into I'm it. An I expert, feel like I'm clearly. Yeah, I feel like we're both low key experts. <laughs> Married for six months. I'm kind of like a marriage expert. My first boyfriend at 25, dating and relationship expert. <laughs> yeah, so tune into that if you guys want to hear our expertise. You guys hear our expertise. <laughs> okay, another one that I highly agreed with is. If you've met someone and they clearly don't remember your name, say, hi, we have met, I'm blank. Yes. It's perfection. It's literally chef's kiss of etiquette. Hi, I think we've met before, but I don't know if you remember or not in a mean way, but like, I'm Annie. It's nice to see you again. It's so good. Do you know how many people we meet a day? Like, I'm going to forget names and I'm never offended when someone's like, oh my God, I completely forgot your name. Like, I don't care. It's not like you're I like, I hate no you. No qualms. No. Yeah. I think it's so acceptable. I don't know why people are like, oh my God, that's her name. They don't remember. Just yeah. ask. No one's going to Just ask. Know. And even better, like if you can tell someone's struggling, just like help them or out. Lead Extend with your it. hand, you know? Just Say like, hey, my name's this, baby. Here's who I am. Okay. But on the flip side of that, people who remember everyone's names, it's it could not be more impressive. If I've met you once and you remember my name, I'm yeah, I'm impressed by you. <laughs> Same. I the amount of people I meet at shows and stuff, and they'll be like, "Hey, Amy, how are you?" I'm like, "Oh, I don't know." <laughs> it's absolutely amazing. Um, yeah, it work on if that's a if you want to be on your classy girl energy, work on remembering people's names. There is to me nothing more. Or just be confident about asking again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The it's, really it's nice really thing awesome. about our line of work, everybody wears a name tag all day long. So I yeah. look. But yeah, getting good at remembering people's names and also what position they have within their organization. That's where I get bad at. I'm like, ooh, sales-ish. <laughs> like, oh. Like no I offense. that's where I I'm like, I couldn't give I a fuck can't. about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's part of my don't be impressed by people. Like, I don't care what you do for work. I just want to know, like, what's your favorite TV show? <laughs> oh but I remember the thing that sucks about my brain I can remember I can be like okay this girl she was like really into below deck the season where Sandy took over and she has a dog named Charlie and like her house is blue but can I remember her name no yeah so that's a good one it's rough out here for us okay Annie what next do you have on your agree with list let me pull it up okay so my agree my first one never send an edible arrangement no one wants one (laughs) do those still exist yes and there's all these different reasons to send one if someone is grieving they do not want a fucking edible arrangement they have to take all so funny fruit off those sticks and put them in tupperware and put them in the fridge that's one more thing for them to do send them a casserole send them flowers they don't want that I remember when I was little, we had an edible arrangements in our town and literally I was like dying for somebody to send me an edible arrangement. Like at 10 years old, I was like, if I could get an edible arrangement for my birthday, my life would be made. (laughs) When you're 10 is cool. So that was why I just agreed with. It's like, there's so many other things to send. There's so many, depending on the situation, practical things, things that will actually make someone's life easier. Never send an edible arrangement um that's a good one take note let me think about i this one might be controversial because you're a games person but as someone who's chronically bad at learning and picking up new games and being you are yes and being the youngest do you remember the pissy fit i threw about salad bowl that you guys played it wrong what the hell salad bowl I remember when everyone was over at your house playing wii when uh your friend's car got broken into it (gasps) Oh my God. I actually do remember this. I thought that you were going to like 
I was okay. Unfriend me permanently. Yeah, you because of the salad bowl game. Um, one of mine is don't browbeat anyone into joining a game at a party. I hate that. If I don't want to play, there's a like I don't want to play. It yeah. drives me bananas, and people do it constantly. Like in Minnesota, cards are such a huge part of like the drinking and just like cabin culture. And there's sometimes where it's like I don't have the mental capacity to learn a new game right now. Like, I've been drinking all day. I'm tired. Like, I can't remember the thousand rules you're screaming at me right now. I'm not going to have fun. I'd rather just sit there and watch. This is this is another one that I have a caveat of. And I think it was caveated on the list. I think it was like, if you're a small group and you're the only one who doesn't want to play, offer to keep score. I like games, but I know the time and place. I think that's, that's the key. Know the time and place for games. At Dan's ha- cabin, when we're doing like small family gatherings, yeah, but, I force the family to play. Okay, yeah. and you know what? All his brothers hate my ass because I always make them play my stupid, stupid games. And you know what? That is a sacrifice I'm but willing to make. But you're also not playing hard games. Like when people are like, "Do you want to play cribbage?" No, no, it's not no. hard games. It's like stupid, silly little games. Um, but I totally agree with you. If you're like in a large group, just trying to like vibe and drink, and somebody's trying to make you learn some game that you've never heard of before it's not the time and the place so know the time and the Especially place if there's games. counting you're telling me i have to do math no yeah no chance I've never literally no chance before absolutely no chance absolutely not okay what's... no chance Sorry, i'm like literally turning around about that um i am a gift so this one is just gift randomly and i'm yes, a gift i love giver. that one i same love like I'll see something at the store and just like pick it up for someone like I don't know that stuff to me means so much more than like a birthday gift like oh my god you were at Trader Joe's mm-hmm. and you thought of me and you grabbing this at my boyfriend I love small <laughs> gifts doesn't have to be big is that your love language I Gifting? think I have all the love languages mine's definitely acts of service acts like, of service the one that I give like I yeah love taking care of people and like helping people yeah but that's your giving love language yeah my receiving is probably words of affirmation and quality time love that i saw this meme that was like gifts wait i saw this meme (laughs) that was like um the the love language are like buy me things tell me i'm pretty pay attention to me do things for me (laughs) and i'm not a physical and i'll take all of them which is so funny. Like, I've never been a huge physical touch person. Like, anti snuggle? I used to. And now I'm like, if you're not laying fully on top of my body with your body, I don't want it. Like, if you're not <laughs> breathing the air coming out of my mouth, going into your mouth, I don't want it. And I'm like, you went from anti snuggle to extreme snuggle I, on the snuggle spectrum. I did. But then I look back and like, my family is not, this is going to sound so gross. But we're like a touchy family. Like we're always hugging and saying I love you. And like we're very affectionate. There's nothing gross about that. That makes sense. Yeah. Like looking back. But there was a couple periods in my life where I didn't let people hug me. Like all of high school and all of college. Sounds like you have some shit to unpack there, girly. I'll be talking to my therapist about it. Moving on before this turns into a therapy session. So my last one that I agreed with, well, there was two. Don't wait for the right time to break up with someone. Don't wait. Just do it. They know. There's never a right time. There's never a right time. You're always going to talk yourself out of it. I've been on the receiving end of someone that was just waiting around to break up with me. And it was awful. So don't do that. Yeah. Um, But one that I think we're both going to agree hard on is hot gossip never goes in text only voice memo i mean it's the impetus for this podcast i have to tell you something that i absolutely cannot text you because it cannot be written in writing exactly yeah so and that especially applies for work sometimes people message me stuff at work or email me like Come to my cube. I don't want this email in my no, inbox. I don't want this chat in I my teams. I get so nervous, but then at the end of the day, I'm like, okay. We were I just to- always assume that IT is like going through my shit. Nosy mm-hmm. little fuckers. I know IT is going through mine. Yeah. So that's true. If you have something super juicy, 
literally never, never, never leave a paper it. trail. I listened to this podcast, Normal Gossip. I know I turned Love. you onto it as well, Jen. Yeah, me and Dan listen. And that's like their number one thing. They're like literally never text anything because this is our friend of a friend of a friend and we know about it. Yeah. Like we have a screenshot. Like you can never be too careful. You can't. So. Okay. So the last one that I had on my agree with list, and I think that this is becoming, this is kind of like a wedding trend, but I just want to say if you're considering doing this, um, don't. So the uh, etiquette thing is to don't make complicated dress codes. And then it says in parentheses, like Tuscan sunset sorbet tones or send an elaborate mood board with outfit ideas. And I think this applies for literally any event. I think it's yeah, more than okay. Weddings. Not just weddings. It's more than okay to set like a dress level, like casual. Yeah, casual. that's on every invitation though. It'll be like cocktail or I don't know. What's the other one? What was yours? Um, I think ours was semi-formal. Yeah, yeah. That's like the most common one. That's not yes. weird. If I saw that, I'd be like, oh, okay, whatever. But when you tell me exactly what to wear, I'm like, hmm, I kind of want to do the opposite of that just to piss you off. It's just um, let you, you, your guests are not children. Let them choose. And I think that you're yeah. adding a lot of unnecessary stress to your event also, then for people no reason. Thing. Like, that's the thing for me. It's like, I don't hate that you have a dress code. Like if, for me, it's like for a small wedding, like say you're getting married on New Year's Eve in a courthouse and you're having a dinner after and you're like, can you guys wear black? Sure. I'd say max 30 people if you're going to. Yeah. That yeah. Role. Yeah. Like close, close friends. But when it's like a massive event, it's like you can't enforce that. Also, like you'll never get everyone to wear the same thing. Also, you just don't need to. Like, if you think that you want to do it for photos, like, I promise you, you're never going to want to do anything with a photo of all of your wedding guests. Like, you the don't... only photos that you care about from your wedding are of your close family, yeah. a couple of your friends, and mostly the ones of you and your whoever you're getting married to. House, yeah. 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 I will say, too, yeah, it is a little bit funky because, like, the portraits and the stuff that you like hang in your home is going to be you and your husband or your immediate family, which mm-hmm. will be in something that you pick out regardless because you have that conversation with them. So it's just kind of, I don't know, silly to me. It just doesn't matter. Also, let me tell you, we had a semi-formal dress code. If you asked me to recall what anybody was wearing, except for me and our family and the people I got ready with, I could not tell you. I honestly, I got ready with you. I don't know what anyone else is wearing. And it doesn't matter. Like I do I remember what... one of the preteens. I remember her outfit though. <laughs> I know the preteens, they showed up. <laughs> they, they showed did. up for the she wedding. She showed up and she said, hey, I'm at this wedding and I'm here to say she wore a tight. She's what, 13? Yeah, the preteens were, they came dressed. Tight green dress and bright white boots. And I was like, okay, girl. Yeah. Hey, there's no other single 12 year olds here. That was a standout outfit for sure. That was. And they sat right behind me. It's like, I, I don't know. I saw it. The the preteens, I, I remember their outfits, but I don't remember what our third cousin sure. twice removed was wearing. And yeah. I don't care if he was wearing was cowboy wearing boots cool. and jeans. Yeah, you don't care. You don't care. And you know what? I don't care. I was so happy to see everybody and the small amount of time that I got to spend with anyone at the wedding. I was not focused on what they were wearing. That is one thing that I thought I would care way more about that did not matter at all. No, you're just excited to like, I just remember you kept, you were sitting there and you're like, it's just so fun to have everyone here. Like you were just like, 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 that's what you care about. It's like all the people that love you showed up. Yeah. And yeah, that's all you care about. Enough about what. We'll do a whole episode about weddings. Yeah. So now on to the hot takes of the hot takes. The etiquette rules that we disagree with. I have never disagreed with something as aggressively as I disagree with this. Don't feel bad about standing up in the aisle immediately upon the plane landing. Yeah. It's a don't feel bad about that. Yeah. Um, You should feel bad. You should. You should feel shame. Why deep, deep you, shame? The the jet bridge connects at the same time for everyone on the plane. 
Yep. You standing is doing literally nothing to help get people off the plane faster. Not only is it doing nothing, it's actually causing one of the greatest um, inefficiencies in the world. When people do that, I literally am like, stop. Like I do know that, you know, that meme of like, um, like a perfect society with like flying cars and like, Mm -hmm. like uh, greenways everywhere. And it's just like, you know, the world, if blank, 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 like the world, if everybody stayed seated in their airplane seat until it was their rose turn to unboard, get up and get your shit then. You it, because it then would you're be standing so in fast. the way of someone because then you like move up and then you're standing in the way of someone that needs to get something out of the overhead bin behind you. So then they're like, "Oh, can you guys move?" So then the entire plane has to shuffle back and like do it. Mm, my God, yeah, yeah. You should feel bad. Just um, stay the fuck sitting down and just get up and get your shit when it's your turn. It, it be more clear. And I'm pretty sure they actually say it if you're a rule follower. They say, please stay seated until it's your turn to unboard. Ever. Okay, that's a good one. Um, Another one that I really disagreed with was never wake up your significant other on purpose. And this this article really doubled down. It was like, for no reason should you ever wake up your significant other. Like, I can think of a lot of reasons that I'm going to wake him up. And like, none of them are really even that important. It's like, no, he can go I'm back hungry. to sleep. I'm bored. I would like to snuggle. Yeah. Like you can I always fall back to you. sleep. And like, even if you don't get back to sleep that evening, like there's always tomorrow night. I just don't really think that like sleep is well, that sacred. I get it if it's like 2 a.m. I'm not going to wake you up. Yeah. But like if it's 8, I did it this morning. It was 8 a.m. I was wide awake. I was like, I'm ready to have a play date. You can wake your partner up in the morning for sure. And like in the middle of the noise, if I hear something bumping, I'm going to wake him up. Dan, yeah, go check on that. Her. Yeah. Also, like if the dogs need to get let out, Dan, the dogs need to get let out. <laughs> yeah, that's not my problem. That <laughs> seems like a you problem. We take turns, but if it's his turn, like, good morning. <laughs> I yeah, I strongly disagree with that. Like, Yeah, that was. Yeah, it's a partnership. That was, that was a bad one. Um, okay, I have another really fun one that I disagreed with. It said, do not tell people that they look like other people. And I wholeheartedly disagree with that because that is one of the funnest things that we get yeah. to do as like, human beings. Oh my God, you look like Michelle Geller. Is that a person? No. Yeah, it is. That. She's oh. married to Freddie Prince Jr., right? I don't know who either of these people are. It's a new Scooby-Doo movie. They're both in the Scooby-Doo movie. <laughs> the live action one. Seen the Scooby-Doo movie enough to be like conjuring to my mind who these people are. <laughs> okay. What is his? You, sir, oh. you look like Scooby-Doo. <laughs> Sarah Michelle Geller. Sarah Michelle Geller. Oh, okay. I look like her? No. That was my oh. terrible like I was trying never mind that was the most obscure example I'm actually so impressed that you could I don't look like anyone that's like the stupidest part about my life if you give me some time and like an encyclopedia I look like Miley Cyrus when she was 14 (gasps) yes but like that's so specific but so cute we have them cheeks we both have fat cheeks (laughs) I love it yeah I think that Unless you're like saying it for a terrible reason, like if somebody is like, it's fun, yeah. And obviously, don't don't pick like somebody super ugly and be like, you look like yeah. this person. That's clearly rude, you know. No, I feel like it's a really fun thing. Like when I don't know, because then people are like, oh my god, I get that a lot. Like blah blah blah, and then you like spark a conversation. It's also usually a huge compliment if you're saying it about a celebrity because like celebrities are naturally more attractive than the average human being just by yeah you know the way of things so if you're comparing any normal person to a celebrity odds are it's a compliment because the celebrity probably looks better Mm -hmm. than the person you're saying they look like exactly i'm gonna be like literally any celebrity please tell me i look like any celebrity i'm always gonna take it as a compliment yes yeah so 
Yeah, that one's stupid. Yeah. Uh, what else did you have on your list? I had don't have an ironic birthday party. I'm sorry. Why not? It's I think not it depends where. I love a birthday party and I love an ironic birthday party. Like I love, if you told me that your birthday party is a theme, I'm fucking there. So, okay. So the rest of the, the etiquette thing on this article said, don't go to medieval times and like ruin it for the people who are there to enjoy medieval times. They were like, but also fuck off. Yeah. That's, that's a little bit too like behavior policing. Also, I feel like if you have an ironic birthday party, you're going to be having like a fuckload of fun anyway. Like if you went to medieval times, ironically, you'd be having just as much fun as if you went in all seriousness. So it's not like you're there like ruining No one's going to be like, wow, times. this is so lame. Like you're going to be having fun. Yeah. I just thought that one was like super stupid because it's like, let people just have fun the way they want to have fun. I don't know. Yeah. The next I agree. on my list was... <laughs> You can eat anything at your desk in an open plan office. No, no. you can't. You can't eat fish in an office, period. I, I'm guilty of that, but I don't microwave it. I microwaved it once and got so much shit that I'll never do it again. I remember that day. Uh, yeah. That was like a couple weeks into our, our I was an intern. jobs together. I was an intern. But here's the thing. No, you can't. No, the fuck you can't. No. Like, I don't bring Brussels sprouts. I don't bring... If I'm going to eat something stinky, I don't microwave it. I know enough not to do that. Like, you can smell... Like, at lunchtime, I can smell what everyone's eating. I'm not going to yeah. microwave disgusting smelling food. No, that's really um, inconsiderate. And I get, like, the cultural aspect. Like, some people might not like a certain smell, which is, like, okay, but... I don't get offended at like the smell of like curry or anything like that. It's like, don't microwave fish. No, it's not like anyone's being discriminatory against the smells. Like food across all cultures, there are certain foods across all cultures that reek. And that's just how things are. Yeah. And for the most part, it's like a vegetable. It's like Brussels sprouts, broccoli, cauliflower, fish. Yeah. All stinks. Be mindful. Also, most places have lunchrooms. So if you have something that's really fragrant, go to the fucking lunchroom. Why do you need to eat it at your desk? I think the biggest issue in my office, though, is like the break room where you like microwave. It's not closed off. It's like there's no Mm. catching the smell. Yeah, our break room isn't closed off either, but it's like far enough away that Mm. it's okay. Yeah, I agree with that one. Eat your smelly food like, elsewhere. Yeah. And that applies to all food. We're not being discriminatory. <laughs> like all food, every culture has a food that stinks. Eat it yeah. up. Yeah. Um, okay. Another one that I disagree with, this article said, never ask anyone what their job is. And yes. this article even went as far as to say that it's classist to ask people what their job is. Well, this woman grew up... <laughs> bubble i that's like the okay. number one thing you ask it's a conversation starter what do you do for work? oh that's so interesting my cousin lou does that do you like it and then you move it like what how could that be off limits yeah i think that i see where she's coming from in saying that like it's okay i don't think that it's classes to ask people to what say, their job girl. is no but i see what she's saying it, it, okay the example would be if some if you ask somebody what their job is and somebody says oh i'm a ceo of xyz company and you get like hella starry eyed and then you turn around and ask the other person and they're like oh i'm a garbage man and you're like on to the next <laughs> but then i would be like that- i have so many questions about waste management and i'd honestly be more interested in waste management than ceo i know what you do no 100 percent. it's like if you are going to have genuine interest no matter what their answer is, then go ahead and ask that. But if you're going to be like weird and judgmental about it, then like you need to look. But also like when you're meeting people for the first time, I feel like that's the biggest question you have is like, what do you do for work? Because the first question you ask is always, what do you do? Because you get a sense of like who they are as a person and also like what they do for eight fucking hours a day. Yeah. Our, our jobs are such a big part of our lives. And obviously we all have, extended personalities and lives outside of our jobs um 
But there's no denying that what you do for work takes up a large part of your day. Now, if you're somebody who hates your job and you work a job that has nothing to do with you as a person, or, you know, you just like get through the day every day and you want to forget about it. I understand that. And you can always steer the conversation elsewhere. Like, oh, you know, I, I do this. Yeah. But I, my passion is this. Yeah. But in my free time, I like to do X, Y, and Z. And I don't think I, anybody would be so offended that you asked them what they did. And they had to tell you that. I would never be offended if someone was like, Hey, what do you do for work? I'd be like, yeah, this is what I do. Yeah. So do you have anything else on your disagree? I have two more. Let's hear so, them. I think that was the end of mine. But I have some honorable mentions that we can talk okay. about. So my last one is, if your friend is dating someone who you seriously object to, you have a one shot. You have one shot to sit down your pal and say so. No. You think you shouldn't say anything? No. You think It'll you have more than one opportunity. Way more harm than good. Way more. Because if oh, you say something yes yeah or with someone that your friends hate you probably deep down know that this person is not for you you know what i mean like i've been in situations where like i haven't liked someone's spouse or like you have with me and (laughs) there's no talking them out of it like they just have to figure it out for themselves and so like you can voice your concern a little bit but you can't sit someone down and be like i hate your boyfriend because what are they going to do? They're going to be defensive. They're going to. I agree. Like, there's I, think... just, I feel like that just causes, unless you have a very, very direct relationship with that person. You can't. Yeah. I, I think you have, I think you can voice your opinion in a gentle way, but at no point should you ever expect this person to act on what you're saying. And I think you should understand that they're probably not going to, you know? But I think that people that get to that point think that their friend is going to be like, oh, you're right. That's not going to happen. Which is where I'm like, it's not even, sometimes for me, it's not even worth my breath. Like you're going to figure it out regardless. Yeah. Like I might not like this person, but like eventually you're going to be like, oh, and like figure it out. You know what I mean? Like, it's just not worth like tension in a relationship, like a close personal relationship to like bring something up and have them like mad at you for it. Cause you know how girls are. It's yeah. like, like, Oh, I don't like your boyfriend. They're like, fuck you. Yeah. This one is so interesting to me because I, I think that I've been on both ends of it. Like Same. I have been in a relationship where people did not like the person that I was with. You get def- and mad defensive and like, I was never really defensive about it. I mean, people would like, just like subtly kind of, you know, let me know or like in a playfully like direct way, be like, oh, haha, you know, um, but it was never going to change my actions or yeah. my view of the relationship. Like, like the ultimately, point? I, I knew this person wasn't the, yeah. the, the end goal for me. So like, there wasn't really anything that I was going to do about it. But I guess I did appreciate other people letting me know like we see better for you in your life um and I did too which is you know hence why that relationship ended but if anyone had like ever seriously sat me down and been like you need to stop I would have been like no (laughs) like I'm gonna do what I want to do yeah I don't think that it would have changed changed my mind um but I don't know. At the same time, like if if you're if one of your really good friends is dating somebody that is doing, I don't know, acting in a way that you don't think is right for them, or just like being some type of a dick. Like I f- I feel like you can say something, be like, hey, like did you know, like how do you feel about this? I don't know. Yeah, I think it's very situational. But I saw that and I was like, mm, I don't agree with that. Like I don't think that in all there's no blanket statement to say like. That's a good, that's really good point. There's no blanket statement. It's, it's a case by case basis. It depends on your friendship and it depends on the relationship. It depends on your relationship with the person that you're confronting. Yeah. Like if you think that part, if you think that they're going to get married, don't say anything ever, 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 ever. 
because that is going to be their relationship for the rest of their life and the rest of yours. So why, why tarnish that relationship? But if you think it's just like a casual kind of dating thing, I don't know. I feel like the harm is less, less there, you know? Yeah. But yeah, no blanket statement on that one. All right, let's go the jury's out. The honorable mentions. Okay, I have some crazy, there were some crazy, crazy things in this article. (laughs) Some that were just wild and some that were confusing. So my first honorable mention um, is if you put out a bowl of cigarettes at a party, you have to let people smoke inside. And I, I guess in this. A bowl of cigarettes? Yeah. I just want to know who's doing this. Where are there parties with bowls of cigarettes? Is this a New York thing? New Yorkers sound off. Is this a thing, bitch? And also, who in the world is smoking inside in the year 2023? If someone was like, can I smoke this inside? I'd be like, are you out of your mind? Yeah. Like, no, you can never smoke inside of my house. Ever, ever, ever. I don't care if I have literally... Like, if my house is made of cigarettes, take that shit outside. <laughs> my house is... It was literally insane. I just, that That was written by somebody in a part of the, the United States that I that have we do not live in. That we been a culture it. that I am not a part of. So oh, wow. that was mystifying no. to me. Yeah. Um, another one of my honorable mentions, I just found this one to be so fucking hilarious, the way that it's written says do not touch the small of my back to move me around at a bar I love if that. you're ugly it's a- <laughs> yeah i did say if you're, you're ugly, ugly. You're hot, you can do it <laughs> for me that's not I even agree. Like, that creepy of a thing though like i if you're ugly it is but even for me it's more like it doesn't have to be the small like when you instead of shoving me I would much rather you put your hand on my shoulder or my back or something and be like, oh, I'm going past you. Yes. Yeah. Like, be, what, be what do you like about it? Do you hockey check you into the fucking bar? It's so funny. Just but also, like, the way ugly. she it is like, <laughs> girl. But do you not agree? <laughs> I do agree. Unfortunately. <laughs> she said what we're all thinking. She did. She did. She really put it out there. And that's brave. That is brave. It's brave. You all think it, but we, no one can say it. The and- bravery paid off. And then the last of my honorable mentions was always wink. How do you feel about what? winking? I what liked it. Winks. Some people wink. Girl, if you wink at me, I'm going to be like, so I'm going to get killed tonight. Oh, you, you're anti-winking? Anti-wink. Why would the fuck would you wink at me? So I feel the same way about the small of the back thing as I do about winking. Don't wink at me if you're a weirdo. Um, But some people can wink at me. And I think I'll just leave it there. Okay. I know it's your husband, but still. No, it's it's not even. I talked to Dan about this and he was like, you're disgusting. (laughs) Is it boldy? Is it like cowboys? Like, what is it? I think it's kind of nice when like older guys wink at you. You're so weird, Genevieve. (laughs) That's creepy. Like a silver fox kind of guy. What the fuck? (laughs) I got in big trouble. Dan was like, you are so foul. Good for you. You should be in timeout. (laughs) I don't even know where to put this back on. I'm anti-wink. Don't wink at me. If you're like a grandpa, you're my grandpa, and I like do something funny, wink. That's fine. Anyone else? No. Um, but like, yeah, I, I guess fill, that, fill out an application before you wink at me, and we'll just see if it gets approved or not. <laughs> I get winked at and like only, a only some of you. a lot, like at like trade shows and like events and stuff. Like people will wink at me. So I yeah, I that's associate that with like being icky. There's good winking and bad winking. I'd say trade show winking is bad. And um, some good winking. I, I know it when I see it. I'd say I'd say it's like 10% of the time it, the wink is good. 90% it's no for me. Yeah. But I'd, li- I'd like to see more good winking in the world. 
Yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, agree to disagree. Not for me. Glad you enjoyed. Yeah. So I think that's all we had from um I this love article. this list. This was like I, this is so fascinating. And another thing that I wanted to say about just etiquette in general, um, I'm so fascinated with etiquette because I think it's constantly changing and um for any like permanent the only thing that's permanent is please and thank you everything else having good manners never goes of things but i think as as human beings and social beings and especially you and i are people who like to host and people who like to be guests i think it it behooves us to try to stay on top of our etiquette and our manners and it's just so interesting to to read through stuff like this and see what is the right thing to do in a lot of situations and anyone um, that knows me personally will know I never do the right thing in a situation. Really? I think that you have extremely, you are extremely well-mannered. Big mouth. Bold. And the two can exist together. Here, it's a parallel. Um, Having yeah. great manners in a big mouth. <laughs> I do think manners were one thing that was top to me from like a very early age and I'm so thankful because and I shows. Races, and I'm like were you two raised by fucking animals like Who? what the heck like anyone like I'll go to a dinner and like see someone screaming at a waitress and I'm like hello yeah you know like there's just like the bad look bad manners or like people that show up empty-handed like you know me I was bring something you always back. come with something it's really impressive Thank you. Thank you. That was my mother. Shout out to Susan. She from day one was like, never go anywhere empty handed. Yeah. Even if you really have like, even if you like get so drunk, you like piss your pants. At least you brought a bottle of wine, dude. At least you're you up one. a cheese plate. <laughs> you're up one in their book. Yeah. Um, okay. Another thing I was going to say is um, if you are someone who's interested in manners and etiquette, might I suggest reading Reese Witherspoon's Whiskey oh, in a Teacup? I need to read it. I need it's to read it. So good. First of all, Reese Witherspoon is a queen She's amongst queens. Ever since I saw um, Sweet Home Alabama, my favorite rom com of all time. Yeah. Uh, she is my She's southern amazing. queen. And it's so. First of all, it's just a great book. It's got recipes, it has stories about Reese's life. It has these beautiful photos and it's all just about Southern hospitality. And she gives a lot of her takes on Southern etiquette. And you can tell that she is just somebody who is so focused on making everybody around her feel welcome and comfortable at all times, which is the definition of etiquette. Good etiquette is like, just supposed to make those people like, around you feel comfortable. We are as like constantly like trying to make everyone around us feel included, welcome, supported who me and you yeah most people yeah <laughs> most but um not all because we still have some pettiness some of you um so. but yeah I absolutely love that book and um I found it just to be so I really connected with it um as somebody who likes to host and have people over um so I would highly recommend reading that and just bring a little Southern charm into your life through bring that book. A little Southern charm. Not the bad parts of that. Um, no, the not the bad part of the Southern culture, but yeah. there's a lot to be said about the, the good parts of Southern culture so and cute. their manners and everything. I think it's so charming. Well, I feel like this is a fantastic episode. Um, I had a blast talking about this stuff. I just think it's so funny. I know it's so interesting. I'm so I would absolutely love, love, love to know from our listeners um, if you disagree. agreed or disagreed with any yeah. of our takes, and if there's any other ones in the articles that you have strong yeah, feelings. Read on. the article. It's it it's not a hard read. Like you can just look at the bold headers for each one. Yeah, but read it. It's it's very fascinating to know how someone who grew up completely differently from me sees the world. And sees that I read it to Dan before bed in in entirety. Oh, a little night night lullaby. It, he wouldn't even let me skip any of them. If I was jumping God, around, he was like, "It seems like you're jumping around. Please read them all." Oh my God, Daniel! 
but yeah this was a great episode for all of our listeners rate us yeah. five stars on spotify and apple pod follow yes. us at um i have to tell you pod and on instagram call or call comment dm call letter anything if you agree or disagree with anything that we said because the stuff is fascinating and it also can just be like how you grew up like you're like oh no i don't agree with that yeah so, would yeah. love to hear it well thank you guys for listening we'll catch you on the next pod lippity flop all right guys ttyl ttyl